Well, hello there. This is Venice, and you are tuning in to the Venice and Friends podcast. It's Venice today. No friend is joining me at this time. <laughs> I am really, um, you know, I guess the word would be anticipatory. Uh, that's definitely a Venice word. Anticipatory and excited are two words I use a lot. Um, regarding today's conversation, uh, what had me have this conversation is I uh, post on my Facebook page on a regular basis. And uh, not too long ago, I posted about my marriage and uh, breakthroughs in my marriage. I mean, it's not even a breakthrough. It's like a transformation in my marriage. And I had some people, uh, direct message me. And I also had some people comment on that post. And, um, whenever that happens, I just feel like there's probably another conversation that can be had around the topic. And so I figured, let me do that. So hence this episode today around, uh, marriage and specifically, you know, just some thoughts around marriages that are struggling. Um, myself, I, I really, I love my husband and I, you know, when I married him, I knew that he was different than I was. So I didn't go into my marriage like, oh, I'm going to change him. You know, like sometimes women are like, oh, he's awesome. And wait till I, I fix him or change him. He's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that was not me. Uh, you know, I, Don is more reserved. He's more uh, quiet. He has different, um, different views than I do. I think part of it is uh, our culture. We come from two very different cultures. And just inherently, and the differences in our cultures, we value different things. Uh, but, you know, for me, I was like, this is Don, and I choose to accept him for everything he is and everything he's not. So I went into my marriage, we've been married 14 years now, really accepting who he was and not with an agenda to change him. And, you know, I have a lot of years of personal development training and, and personal development. And, you know, I know that to think that I can make someone change is just not true. So, you know, fast forward, we get married, it's year three. And I found myself wanting more in my marriage. And I was like, gosh, what am I going to do about this? You know, it wasn't that I was unhappy. I just wanted more. I think one of the things that probably created a challenge for us was we um, we got really involved in our church. And I think church is awesome. I, I go to church personally. I'm a, I have a home church. Um, and we just got so involved that we didn't like really tend to our relationship. So it was kind of like Don was volunteering doing this thing and I was volunteering just this other thing. And after a couple years, uh, it was like, wow, you know, we really don't see each other very much. <laughs> 
because we're always like volunteering somewhere. We're always either working or volunteering or doing something. And I think, you know, one of the pitfalls of doing good work, doing work if it's a ministry work or any kind of good work that works, that does work for people or for God is, I think a pitfall can be when the 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 tending to our relationships don't happen there's there's an impact and we didn't even think about how would we do that we were just loving 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 what we were doing so fast forward 3 years like i said and you know, I'll never forget this conversation. It's like so vivid in my mind because it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, you know, I remember I was like, okay, I'm just going to talk to Don about it. like, that's all I need to do. And I was like, you know, like I, I kind of, I want more in our marriage. And he, he looked at me like, you know, the expression on his face was like, what do you mean? Right. And I said, like, I think it would be great if we had like, you know, more conversation, you know, now you should know Don and I could go like days without talking to each other. We were living in the same house, but we didn't really see each other. You know, we were running around doing different things. And I thought it would be nice to just kind of like talk to him, which is normal, (laughs) right? But we didn't build those routines in our marriage. So for us, they were not normal, even though to most people, they probably are. And, uh, you know, he looked at me and he was like, well, this is like the way I am. And like, that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, I was like, oh, crap. So that was the beginning of this incredibly challenging journey. I'm not going to go into every detail of the journey. But what I will say is that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, is the expression. And what I didn't realize was that by not setting up just the basics in our marriage, it really like bit us in the butt, you know, it, it, it caught up with us. Because there wasn't like just relationship, like having conversations. And then we had two different values. So I've always been an extremely generous person. Like, you know, I'll give to charities. I am like uber generous. And my husband is generous as well. And he just has, he, he's extremely mindful of money. And so I would be giving money to different causes and without even having a conversation with him about it. And he was so, he would get so upset because he was like, how can you just give money to all these places? You know, and I was like, oh, there's a need here and there's a need there. And what was really missing was communication and like getting alignment on just some really basic things like how we're going to spend our money you know, we've, we've personally shared our money, you know, but like really just being clear about setting some ground rules up, like what are some basic expectations? So there was so much like not communication that 
I think on both sides, we started to resent each other. And it, it felt like a snowball. You know, like in the cartoons, like you see a snowball and it's going down the mountain and just keeps getting bigger and bigger. That's kind of how it felt. And when we tried to talk about it, it was just an immediate resistance. You know, how for me, how it felt was like... Don couldn't hear me. That's how it literally felt. It's like I'm speaking, but he can't hear me. And I couldn't understand why he couldn't hear me. And then for Don, I wish he was here. And I think I'll bring Don on again um, for a conversation. So you can just kind of hear both of us share. But we've actually done a Facebook Live, you know, sharing about marriage and struggles. And it was super powerful. But... um, for Don, his, when we tried to have conversation, it was very guarded, like, you're trying to screw me over. Like, he was extremely guarded, and I couldn't understand why. And there were reasons why. It's always, like, funny how things make sense a lot of times if we just look. <laughs> you know, there was so much not communication that... There was a lack of trust with with Don with me. And man, it has it really took us like ha- like sitting down, having conversations, talking about things we had not talked about before, setting some ground rules and it has been, like I said, a journey. What, I want to share three specific things that I did that I, for me, have made an enormous difference. One thing that I did was I, I understood that he and I were different, but I had not really fully understood the nuances of our differences. So... I'm a huge fan of the Colby assessment. The Colby assessment is not a personality assessment. It is a cognitive ability assessment. Basically what that means is when you are being you and you're handling a problem or a challenge or a task, there is a very particular way that you are going to handle it. You're going to approach it in a very particular way. And Both Don and I took the Colby assessment and it made such a huge difference because one of the things that we saw was we are like opposite is like, (laughs) that's the only word. It's like we are opposite in how we approach things. We do share one very common thread. We both think things through. So I'm not an impulsive person. I can appear impulsive, but I have a very methodical way that I think things through. I also have a natural ability to go between different things naturally. So if I need to make a pivot and make a change in another direction, I can do it very easily. But I don't just do it impulsively. I'm extremely thought out about how I do my next moves. Don is also, he will think things through, 
he, in his natural kind of MO, modus operandi in life, he will lean more towards stability, staying the same, which is very valuable because someone with that way tends to bring a lot of stability in organizations and in communities. So it's extremely valuable. We didn't understand how naturally I'm going to be like, let's go. And he's going to be like, let's not go. And that one thing made an enormous difference. Taking the time to study Don, like learn about how he thinks, learn about how he how he handles problems and challenges. It made a huge difference. That one thing helped me to understand him. It also helped me to see that there's this particular things about Don that he's never going to change. He's always going to be thinking things through it. And that's one thing I really appreciate about him. But he's not ever going to necessarily be a quick person to make a decision. So like we've really created like a meeting in the middle to like, I don't really ask Don to make last minute decisions. I will put something on the table and say, hey, you know, how much time do you need to think this to think this through? Or I'll tell him, I need this, I need a consensus on this by this day and this time. But I rarely will actually ask him to make a decision on the moment because I understand that that doesn't that he just it just he needs more time to process some things and gather his information. So by understanding Don and and likewise the vice versa, okay, we've been able to honor our differences and appreciate our uniqueness and how it actually helps each other balance like one another out. And now where we're at in our marriage is we're leveraging those differences. So when I need something that's extremely thought out, I will lean on Don and say, like, I need your fact-finding research brain on this. And and it's really cool because when we can use our strengths one with the other, we can help move and pro- progress forward in whatever we're up to. It has been incredible. I highly recommend if you are in a struggling marriage or if you know of someone that is in a struggling marriage or if you're in a great marriage you want you want an even like next level marriage that you consider taking the Colby assessment. It's so it's it's not even a lot of money. It's like super well priced because some assessments are kind of pricey, uh, but it's extremely well priced. I'll put the uh, link. I don't. This is not even an affiliate. This is just me. Like I really believe in this. They don't even know I'm. I haven't told Colby Kathy Colby I'm doing this. She's the um, founder, but I just really have seen it makes a difference. The other second. Um, like thing that I did that made a difference for me was um, mentors and coaches. And I have had not a lot of people in my life like speak into me and my marriage, but I, the people I've had have been key. And having 
mentors to help me navigate where I was at and help Don navigate where he was at was so invaluable. And one of our mentors, we've had several, was a married couple. And, you know, honestly, they work with married couples and they were like, man, your marriage is really fractured. You know, they were kind of like stunned we were together. (laughs) They was like, I think they said something like, we've been mentoring couples for 20 years and we've never seen a marriage so fragmented. And I just remember thinking like, oh God, we're doomed, you know? <laughs> but but we we stuck with the process and it was uh it was very, very helpful. I am a huge advocate of therapists, mentors, and coaches. There is a difference between the three of them. Uh in therapy you're going to really process and work through things that have perhaps happened in the past in a very safe space where you can have someone who can listen, perhaps ask some questions and take you more through the process of exploring what has happened in the past. Um, With mentors, a mentor is someone who has maybe like the character characteristics there's something that they have that they're expert in or they're extremely competent in and you're like I want to have those same qualities will you show me how you do that because I want that too a coach is someone who really is like a skill builder you know they have tools that they teach and they they equip and it's like really skills in how to navigate to life. A coach, I mean, they could be a coach and a mentor, but they're very distinct. You know, you could have a coach and you don't want to be like them, but you value the skills that they bring and that they have and that they teach others. So I have found that coaches and mentors have been extremely valuable uh, resources in in my process. I've shared this before. I've I have actually worked in therapy in my twenties, um, and I have not. We didn't have therapy in our marriage, and I think it is valuable. And I I'm a proponent of it. I personally am a proponent of like therapy and uh, coaching and or mentorship. I have worked with coaching clients who are also in therapy, and their therapists have told them, "Wow, like they see a difference." in the therapy as they are also working with a coach, a life coach. So I think the two are very complementary, but they're not the same at all. So that's the second thing. And the third, the third practice or thing that I did, and this was, I think, for me, what actually gave me the wherewithal to endure my marriage. And I, you know, it's like, I talk about this. I don't, one of the reasons why I talk about it is because I don't, I personally don't see a lot of people openly sharing about their struggles in their marriage. Now, look, I am, I'm not sure I necessarily think that it's like a wise idea to share about your struggles when you haven't gotten healing in them. 
I think you get to really navigate cautiously with that. But I think that there is so much value when you're on the other side of it to share, share your story because it's such an encouragement and it gives other married people hope. That's the thing I've like when I shared on my Facebook page, I had people share with me like your your post and your story has given me hope for my marriage that maybe it is possible. And I think there's so much to be said about sharing our story especially when we are have gone through an inner healing and restoration process. We have gone through years of work. You know, we went through inner healing. We went for like a week on a retreat with mentors who walked us through an, a powerful inner healing journey. We have done the work in our marriage. And, you know, it's like we're committed to one another. And we've invested money in our marriage. It's like we've invested money when it's like, you know, we didn't really have the resources. But we like, we got to make this happen because we value this. We sacrificed financially for our marriage. And now, you know, I would say out of 14 years of marriage, 11 of those years were very challenging. Well, nine were very challenging. And the past two has been incredible. It has been a slow process of transformation. And, you know, I was, you know, we were talking the other day and we were kind of laughing. We were just having fun. And you have to understand, for us, having fun was not something we did. You know, we, well, that was a place where we intersected, like where we, we intersected, like we have Don and I, like you would be like, why are you married to this guy? If you're so different? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why I'm married. I, 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 I knew Don before I married him and he has this beautiful heart. He is a good man. He is a very good, like, you know, like good people. He's a good man. Like his inside, they're good. And he's human. And he he was like just set in his ways. And he was 38 when we got married and, you know, et cetera. And, and I loved his heart, you know. And I could see there was so much more than even what I saw. I, I didn't know how it would show up. But I was like, that's a good man. You know, and the other thing is we have always had this ability to have fun together. Like we'll joke around and, you know, when we, when we do have time together, when we have had made time together, like it's almost like there's a real playful side to us. That, and that's one of the things I love about Don. I love his humor. He has like this dry <laughs> humor that's just amazing. You know, those are the things I love about him. I love his blue eyes. He has these amazing blue eyes, you know. And it's like we were having this moment. And I was, it's like I, I became aware, like, oh my gosh, if I had walked away 
like I wanted to, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And I don't know, it was kind of a weird moment because I kind of had this like moment of like what life would probably be like. And it would probably be me by myself trying to rebuild myself after marriage, like life and divorce. And it's like we were both having this moment and we just kind of got teary-eyed and and we were like, man, thank God we didn't end it. So I don't know, you know, what you're dealing with. I don't know if you're married or going through a divorce or if you are divorced. What I do know is this, is that if you're in a marriage and you're, it's not where you want it to be, I invite you to do the work. And if your spouse is not open to doing the work, do the work yourself. And what I mean by that, because you can't force someone to change, but you can change. And there's always something you can alter in yourself, always. And sometimes people are like, what about him? Look, when you go there, there's no cheese down that tunnel. It's an unproductive thought pattern. Anytime that we are like, what about them? It's immediately a default, not going to get you anywhere. That's in life. There's no power in being, what about them? Where there is power is, and it takes courage to say, I choose to be cause in the matter of this. I choose to take responsibility. That is a powerful place to be grounded. And there's something powerful about being someone who says, this shall be. My marriage is not breaking up. It will live, it will thrive, and it will declare boldly the goodness of God. Now, it's so easy to say that, and it's a whole other thing to journey it. And hence, the value of coaches and mentors. And I would say having women around you, look... If the women around you are in horrible marriages and they're all divorced and they don't have any good relationships around them with men, that's not the women you want to be around. I mean, I've met women and they're like horribly married and they're they're suffering and their girlfriends are like dysfunctional in dysfunctional relationships. And I'm like, that's not who you want in your tribe. Like seriously. And it's like, what about you is attracted to that kind of tribe of all dysfunctional women? I think there's something to really explore there. Like, what has you be attracted to that kind of person? Like, that's your comadre, <laughs> your sister. You get uh, something to look at, just something to look at, my friend. I promise you there's something there. Sometimes it's agreement. Like, yeah, he is a jerk. Yeah, I am right. Misery loves company. 
I'm going to end with this. And this was the thing that got me through my marriage was my relationship with God. It is, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I was like, I'm leaving. And it was like God himself would tell me, no, you're not. Let me love you and give you what you need. And I mean, many times, many times. And one of the things that I love about God is he's, he's so real. And, you know, I kind of, I think about God sometimes and I'm like, God, like, you know, how is it that you love everyone and you're able to meet everyone where they're at in their journey? It's such a powerful thing. I don't know how he does it. He's all knowing, all everywhere at all at once. (laughs) It's like all powerful. But he loved me in my misery. And he loved me in my struggle. And he gave me the strength to endure. I can't explain it. Because at some point, it was a a strength that could not come from me. It was like a supernatural ability. That's what he did for me. And that's why I say like, the thing that kept me in my marriage was God. But it's like, it got gritty, like going to him, like crying, like complaining, like, what about him? Like I did all that with God. And he would be like, let me show you something about your husband. You don't know. God is real. He'll show you things about your spouse. Like seriously. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So amazing. It blew me away. I was like, whoa, it's like so wild, you know? God is real. He is. And, you know, I, I posted this, I shared this quote the other day, and, you know, it said, um, every time I run to God, I met by love. And that is the nature of God. He is a loving father and he loves his daughters. He loves his sons and he is always meeting us with love. All we have to do is go to him and just tell him what's there, share with him what's on our heart and let him love us back. And sometimes it doesn't feel like anything. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's just sitting there practicing, just letting him love me where I'm at. So I really encourage you, get people around you, get get either deeply connected to God or continue to be deeply connected to God. Get people around you. It makes such a difference. I always put my email address on my podcast um, notes. And if you you know, need additional resources, email me. I have resources. I mean, I got mediation, marriage mediation. I got all kinds of, I don't do marriage mediation, but I know people that do, and they're extremely powerful marriage mediation. Sometimes, sometimes married people, they're just in such a space. They need a mediator 
to get some space where they can have a conversation. And there's people that's what that's one of the, that's what they do professionally. It's amazing. So I really invite you to reach out and make, you know, say what you need and if I'm can't directly resource you, I will find someone who can. So I am thinking of you. I'm sending you so much love. I I appreciate your time, your listening, and I just look forward to our next conversation. Bye, guys.